This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the host of the show, who would absolutely buy a jet ski for Mobius, Ryan Nelson. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I've spent a lot of time on the water. I have never once thought of the personal watercraft <laughs> as the thinking man's dirt bike. That's the true. way people drive those are dangerous as hell. Yeah, I don't think most it was, people are idiots. Yeah, I don't think it was most people who do jet skis as, as the thinking man, to say the least. So. No, absolutely not. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the penultimate episode of the second season of Loki on Disney+. Plus. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast. You can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. does not matter which level you support us at, 3, 5, 10, or 20. All four levels get the show ad-free. There are additional benefits, though, if you go as high as the 5, the 10, or the 20. So there are different things out there for you if you'd like to become a supporter of us on Patreon. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have, any uh, comments you'd like to add. Uh, we'd love to hear those suggestions on things that you'd like to discover, even though we're starting to ramp back up just a little bit. We're, we're kind of getting back into a nice little groove here with our uh, uh, content that we've got going. So, uh, But you know, we would love to hear from you over at mainattractionpod at gmail.com Alright, we are at the penultimate episode of Loki. We have one more episode for season two. Uh, it will air next week. Uh, we have both been pretty darn high on this on this season of Loki. Uh, what are your thoughts on the episode five of season two? Man, it was another just incredible episode. This one, like, was fun getting everyone's backstory, and then it got deep, man. Yeah. It got deep at the end. It really did. Uh, for me, I'll just be real honest with you. Like, we don't, at the end of the year, we all, we, we started this last year. We'll do it again this year. We'll rank our top 10 movies of 2023 when we get towards Christmas time. We'll rank our top 10 TV uh TV shows for 2023. We don't do episodes because that's just <laughs> that would be just a little bit much. Yeah. But to me, it's not going to be the, my favorite episode of television this year. My favorite episode of television this year is still uh, the Bear season episode, uh, seven. episode seven. That's still my favorite. But if, when you start talking about number two, this would be in contention. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, yeah, I, one of the succession episodes was really, really good. Yeah, I can't remember which. Yeah, there was a few succession episodes that I, that I would put up in there. I would even put uh, you know episode six of the Bear uh, yeah. in, in that conversation. If I've taken Zenit. Yeah, well, true. That's a good point. So, uh, but. This yeah. episode was just fantastic. I didn't know what they were going to do at the end, after the end of episode four. I didn't know what they were going with. Uh, I had some thoughts, and I was kind of in the ballpark on it. Uh, but they just really just blew my mind away. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I will talk about it just a little bit. I watched it Thursday night, like most people did, and the next morning I 
put on in my truck, put my phone onto my Bluetooth on in my truck, listening to the Midnight Voice because I thought, you know, this is one that at least Charles has to like. At least this one. Not only did he not like it, none of them liked it except for Jomi, and that yeah, just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" So I never having to turn it off. So I'm not. I am not yeah. going to listen to somebody crap on this thing that I just absolutely treasured. Uh, <laughs> at least not until this afternoon. I listened to him in the afternoon, yeah. and Jomi liked it, but the other two, the other three, yeah. just were not fans, and yeah. I was really surprised. So I was surprised as well. This is why Tom Hiddleston does this show, this episode alone. Oh, yeah. Because he got to do so much. He got to do so much physical comedy. And then, man, the dramatic chops at the end. Oh, yeah. He was phenomenal this episode. I don't know how long he plans to do this character. I don't know what the plans for this character are. Pay Uh, him, Marvel. Pay that man. Well, he needs, like, when he gets out, I mean, when, when he's done with the character, Make him James Bond, uh, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like yeah. he, he would is, be a great James he Bond. is my, uh, he is easily my, my my vote for for the next James Bond. He he would be fantastic in that role. Yeah. Uh, just give him a dark wig like he has now. Uh, just yeah, uh, you know, cover up the red hair. We we can get around that really easily. Or, or a blonde wig. I don't know. Daniel Craig kind of did a blonde Bond, so maybe yeah. we can do that again. But uh, like I said. This was just fantastic. Uh, when the we first. Well, when we first get into this, so let's just kind of like start getting into the episode. So when it first starts, you know, we they kind of leave us with that with the explosion of the temporal loom coming towards us, and like I'm we're like, what's going about to happen? Are, are are they about to die? What's going on here? And then like he opens his eyes, and he is just by himself at the TVA. There is no one else around. Uh, it's kind of creepy. Because nobody's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. He has... Then he starts doing the time-slipping thing again. Yeah. And you can see the frustration on his face. Uh, you can see just how he's just... Like, he doesn't know what's going on. The setup at the beginning of this, like... I was like, I don't know where they're going, but this feels... This feels like it's going to be special, especially when the TVA starts kind of like to dissolve and to uh, unravel, as we see later on, as everything else starts to do. I was just immediately captivated by this opening. What did you think? Yeah, I thought the same thing. When he grabs that TVA book, you know you're in for something right. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you absolutely know something good's about to happen. And once he starts doing the time slipping and he starts going back, they do a smart thing, in my opinion. Uh, because they basically take us... He, get, he starts time slipping into all of the places he is getting ready to visit and have to go and reassemble the team. So he goes to San Francisco, he goes to New York, he goes to, um, where is it that Loki, uh, that uh, Mobius was? Um, I don't remember. California. He's in California. Okay. Uh, or was it California? I can't remember. Uh, but I, th- I think uh, I think OB was in California. OB is in California. Yeah, OB is in California. I don't remember where Mobius was, but it was 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and I started to wonder, like, is there anything specific that's significant about these years? The only one that came to mind was obviously 2012. That's when the Battle of New York yeah, takes yeah. place, and that's where right. B-15 was, so. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't think of, like, anything just real specific on the rest of them. Um, he goes to Broxton. That's obviously where uh, Sylvie is. So, like I said, he's stopping at all these places before he eventually starts his journey at uh, at San Francisco. And this is really interesting because, like, when we first see Casey, it's 1962. Is that right? 1962? That sounds right. Yeah. And he's breaking out of prison. 
and I don't know why. But, Shawshank Redemption style. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption style. I was like, is he an Alcatraz? I was like, something just tells me he's an Alcatraz. Yeah. And he, yeah, was. he was. And suppose, and like, they do this really cool thing because they did this in season one. So they made, uh, they took a piece of history, a weird piece of history with D.B. Cooper, and they made Loki D.B. Cooper and the, right. and the yeah, legacy yeah. behind him and how he jumped off a plane with yeah. a bag of money. And he was, was never, hilarious. yeah, he was never seen again in real life. And so they make him DB Cooper, and like I said, this and honestly, like, Tom Hiddleston kind of looks like the DB oh, Cooper yeah. with his short hair. Yeah. And so they're doing it again here because they yeah. basically made Casey. They said Casey is Frank Morse, and he and two other guys escape from Alcatraz, but they find the boat that they made out of these uh, life preservers and all this other stuff. But they never, there's no trace of them ever. They're never seen again. So, like I said, it's kind of this cool thing that they're doing. That's funny. Yeah. So, like I said, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't re- realize that's what they were doing at first. I and, didn't either. Yeah. And I like Casey being that person because he's so nice. You he's know, so, and so nice funny. It's so yeah. kind. Yeah. But for, for him to be like this, you know, thief. Yeah. And this like hardened thief as well. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, it was really interesting because the. <laughs> Like I said, I, I think they just kind of had a little fun with him because what they tried to do with everybody yeah. else, they tried to like give us characteristics that were true to them in the TVA. They tried to bring them right. here in the timeline. Yeah, because you definitely could see Mobius being a salesman. Oh, yeah, definitely. And obviously the jet ski thing is coming through yeah, easily. Yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, B12. So the next stop is at B12. And we see B12. She is a doctor. I'm guessing a pediatrician. Uh, because she's working on a child and she is talking to this person and like the thing that's kind of the common thread for B15 she's B15 yeah the, the the common thread that's there for B15 is you know this deeply caring person who just wants to help I mean yes she was yeah. a she was a minute man and she was tracking down uh time criminals but when things are breaking when things are falling apart she's trying her best to help those people that are broken like she was doing with docs and uh all of her followers like i said it was just absolutely uh great to see them kind of work that in there obviously then we get mobius who is the the uh jet ski salesman and look Owen Wilson is just fantastic in this. Oh, he's so good. He is just so great. I mean, uh, it's... With him with terrible children is just so funny. Oh, yeah. It's it's just absolutely hysterical. I'm just watching him interact and trying to sell uh, these jet skis to these people. Sell one, trying to sell one to Loki. He's just absolutely fantastic. So, uh, then it ends. The last one that we get is... Ob and it makes sense that Ob is the one that would understand the most. Yeah. Uh, he is a he's a science fiction he's a science fiction uh, writer. He's also a Caltech uh, professor. So, like I said, it makes sense, and it's just great that he just kind of falls into his his character. I mean, he's, he is so right. close to what he was when he was at the yeah. TVA. His his yeah. workshop looks like it did at the TVA. It's just great. And I just love how he's like, you're not going to believe this. And he's like, the first thing he's just like, that makes total sense to me. total sense, yeah. Yeah. I got to say, bringing in Kihu Kwan was just a genius idea. He fits in perfectly. He is just so awesome in the character. He has made season two probably better than the first one. And I think he's a big reason. I can't believe this man pretty much barely acted for 20 years. Right. What we what a waste people What an did. absolute waste. Because he is so good. Yes, he is. He's fantastic. I mean, look, it, the parts that he would have been up for would have been, you know, there, there's probably not a ton of those. Uh, yeah. But 
Five, there are parts that would have been great for him yeah. throughout the course yeah. of his time since, I guess, Goonies was the... Uh, was, uh, well, yeah, 30-something years. Yeah, so... Uh, but, like I said, it's just absolutely fantastic. And here's one of the things I think that's I truly believe about this show. I truly think... Because the, the criticism coming into this episode were, you know, the techno babble is hard to fo follow. Yeah, uh, it still is. It, it still is. Uh, there's not as much of it in this one. Uh, and I think that, yeah. like I said, that's one, that's one of the things I'm trying to get to. So, the criticism of the techno babble is kind of hard to follow. Sylvie doesn't really seem to have a purpose. She just seems to be kind of like loose cannon in this thing. Um... We don't, the the branches are just like lines on a screen uh, and they don't really have any meaning. So like all these criticisms, I think, I honestly believe the writers of this show and the, the people who made this show, they, they purposely put these things in place so that when we get to this episode, it's like, and here's why, here's how we're addressing it, and here's what we're doing because we know that these things are there. We did this on purpose. And I truly believe that, especially about the branches because if we had gotten five episodes of all these branches doing what they do in this, where they're unraveling and we're losing these people, it would have been just so emotionally draining. I think it would have just completely yeah. taken away from the show because that was the biggest, that was the biggest criticism. Everybody's like, okay, so why do we care about these branches? They're just lines on the screen. We, yeah. They say they're people, but we don't really see that. But when we see them at the end of this thing, when we see Casey dissolve and unravel. We see Ob unravel. We see B fifteen. When we see all that, and it starts obviously in Sylvie's world, uh, mm -hmm. it's that is just so emotionally impactful to me that you couldn't have done that for five episodes. I, I think you're right on that, and and they did a good job. One, and I mentioned this the first two episodes we've covered. They met th these episodes are so much fun. The time travel stuff. It, you ignore it. It's right. not as much of a distraction as it would be. If this show wasn't fun, it would right. be a problem. We also got backstory on these characters oh, yeah. that we hadn't had before, which I thought was I thought it was really fascinating to find out what you know what their backstories are. And then also, like you said, we get to know more about Sylvie and Loki. Oh, I yeah. thought Sylvie again was really good in this episode. Yeah, uh, and and like uh, and getting to feel like you know loki really likes these people yes he does i mean he this is the first time i think he's ever called them his friends i don't know that right he, right right i don't know that he's ever did that in season one or season two uh or yeah. point up in season two I, I, to me that and, was and the, then we and it kind of he kind of tells that like yeah i've been i know what i'm doing more than i've been letting on right <laughs> but like i said and what's great about this is obviously the character of loki has come a long way in throughout the oh, yeah. course of this of this of this show because when we when we get Loki in this show it's not the Loki that we lost in Endgame this is Loki that we got at the very end of the first Avengers movie the guy who yeah. has just come off of trying to take over uh, New York City and trying to take over uh, take over the world that was the Loki that we got and now he's at this point one of the things I think that's great is yes he is a yes he is basically a hero at this point but despite the fact that he's a hero, the driving force of what has made him as a hero is still very much kind of rooted in selfish evil things because he, it's yeah. uh, evil things because it's rooted in selfishness is he wants yeah. to be with his friends and he wants to save. And that's the reason he wants to save them. That's the reason he wants to save the TVA. And so he can be with his friends. He's made a connection with them. Uh, uh, he has no purpose. Yeah. He has no purpose, which is, which is so ironic because the whole point of, 
of Loki and the reason uh, that he exists is because he wants glorious purpose. That's what he says. Yeah, he has, yeah, I have glorious yeah. purpose. Uh, so like I said, it's just kind of ironic that, that we've gotten to that point with uh, this character. Uh this show ran the this episode it really ran a lot of emotional gamuts just because like mm-hmm. when we were doing the interaction between Loki and Obi I was laughing a lot because it was just yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. hysterical the yeah. way that those two were interacting uh, I loved Obi trying to sell his books to the uh, to the, the, to the bookshop yeah like I'm trying yeah. to buy my own and you should have them here and it, like I said that, that was really really good uh, but yeah like I said just like Loki is trying to understand, like, he thinks he has it. He'll be talking to Obi, and he, he thinks he has it explained, and Obi be like, no, it's not. It's wrong, because that's yeah, that's not how yeah. it works. And uh, I don't remember exactly what all lines it yeah. were, but it was just great, because... And then yeah. they did this really cool thing where they... Because the title of the episode is Science Slash Fiction. It's not science fiction. Yeah. It's science slash fiction, because obviously science fiction is a, is a genre of novels, TV shows, movies... But this is like separating them. Yes, there is science, yeah. and the, Loki is basically explaining everything to him. Is like, you know, this is how things work, and and uh, and Ob is telling him, he's like, well, you know, if this were science, you would be correct, and that you. But science but, is what and how. Right. Fiction is why. Why. And so he's like saying, you know, what you're telling me is you're trying to get to a place that doesn't actually exist, and science says that's not possible. You can't do it. But fiction says. You can you have to figure out why you're trying to get there, and that will end up being taking you back to the place that you want to get to. And uh, this is how he's trying to learn how to control the time slipping. So, uh, all right, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll kind of jump back into the rest of this. All right, so uh, he's trying to get his. They're trying to figure out how he can control the time slipping because this is what this is what he believes he has to be able to do, so he can get back to the point where. The TVA, was, the the temporal loom was about to explode, and this is what he thinks he needs to do. And this is what we were talking about before we took the break. Uh, Obi says, you know, it's about the why. You got to figure out why you want to do this. And and he doesn't really. They don't really go into it. Uh, this is when he starts trying. They, 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 he basically determines that you have to get the auras because they, they talk about the auras again. This is where the timey wimey yeah. stuff gets a little bit confusing. Yeah. Uh, but he says, you know, you just got. Basically, he just says you got to get everybody back together. So he goes about this yeah. process of trying to find. Um, <clears throat> he tries to find everybody that was there when the temporal loom exploded, and he, Obi makes a good point. He's like, you know, because Loki doesn't think he has control over it. And, uh, Obi says, you know, but you're, you're whenever you're slipping, you're going to the area where these people are. So he's like, you obviously have something to say over it. So, yeah. uh, like I said, this is where, that's just where Kiki Kwan just absolutely excels is just yeah. being able to explain this stuff to us. Uh, but he goes about the process of trying to get everybody back together. He's, he goes to Casey first, uh, and Casey just kind of like flabbergasted. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. But then he goes to Mobius. The Mobius one was really interesting because he spends so much time there, obviously, because he and Mobius have gone through so much. Uh, he goes to Mobius's house. Mobius tries to sell him his, one of his jet skis because his wife is now gone. Uh, uh, just absolutely fantastic. We see his awful kids that are just terrible. Uh, he's bargaining with his other son, like, go catch him and I'll get you a puppy. Uh, like I said, just Owen Wilson just being absolutely fantastic in, in, this, in this role. 
He really is. I mean, it's and it's old school Owen Wilson, oh, yeah. just with the comedy and everything. It's just such a delight to see. It really is. Uh, like I said, so like I said, the, this is what he's bargaining with, and Owen Wilson is struggling with this, and that's when Kiki Kwanzaa shows up with this giant Tim pad that he has created. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Loki says, you know, uh, you made it that you made a Tim pad that fast, and then he says, if you call eighteen months fast, well, actually nineteen, and says he lost his wife, uh, basically his job. his job, his life is falling apart, trying to create uh, this Tim pad yeah. because because Loki gave him a copy of his uh, TVA manual, and that's where he ends up creating it from. Like I said, it's not the most stable of time yeah, doors yeah. is kind of going all over the place but it worked really really well uh this is they finally convinced mobius to come with them uh they do the same thing for uh they do the same thing for casey they do the same thing for <clears throat> for b15 they get them all there and that's when obi says so this is everybody and this is when loki knows he's got the toughest one he has to sell he has to go yeah. get sylvie and she says no there's one more and he makes the trips to broxton um when he made the trip to Broxton, did you think Sylvie was going to know who he was, or did you think she's going to be like everybody else? I thought she was probably going to be like everyone else. See, I didn't. I just because she went because everybody else went back to their timeline. She went back to a timeline that she wanted. So that's like I said, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was I, I didn't think she was. I, I thought I thought it made sense. Now this is the first time that we see something in the universes that he's visiting start to slip away because the McDonald's yeah. bag that she puts on the on the truck. It starts to unravel the moment she turns around. So they're hinting at this is coming. It's coming. You gotta get ready for it. But they have this wonderful moment between. This is where the mo this is when it kind of goes from from serious from funny to serious because yeah they're yeah. having they're both having to come to terms with what has happened because Loki thinks that the TVA has to be saved uh, and Sylvie just doesn't. She thinks. She yeah. thinks this is mission accomplished. The TVA is destroyed. People are living their lives. Yeah. We're going to go on with things. They're writing their own stories. Yes. And that's what, because that's the line that she gives him. Because he's like, you know, that's one of the lines that he says, you know, well, if, uh, you know, if I don't have them in my life, you know, what am I? Uh, and she's just like, you know, you need to go write, your, we're writing our own stories. You need to go write your own. So she still isn't convinced that. This is important. She is at this point convinced him of her side, and he's just kind of resigned himself. He's like, I won't have you people in my life. He doesn't really know what he's going to do. Uh, he tells them all to go back. But she goes to the record store. Uh, great record store, by the way. I don't know where it is, yeah. but a uh, great record store. Uh, she puts on, the, what was the song that she put on? Um, it was uh, the Velvet o Underground, Oh Sweet Nothing. Yeah, great mood music for what's yeah, coming up. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so she's sitting there listening to it. She puts it on the record player. She's got her headphones on. Uh, and then all of a sudden, things start to unravel. The guy who is running the, the record store, he calls out to her. She sees, she looks up, she sees basically everything being turned into ribbon, turned into spaghetti. And this is the moment she realizes, oh, yeah, I guess Loki was actually right. That yeah. the, the temporal loom is correct. So, And she finally has given herself over to uh, what Loki's been trying to tell her all along. Right at the and moment, you know, go ahead. everyone complains about the visuals in Marvel. These this were fantastic. amazing. It really the is. Way, especially when you see her rocking out to the music, just zoned out, and then everything happened behind her, like mm -hmm. in slow motion and everything. 
it looks so cool yeah they did they got this one right uh they absolutely yeah. got it right and then you see the record that's been kind of like un, unraveled as well yeah 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 like I said, there was just some really cool little visuals in there i mean the big picture of the visuals is great but if you looked at some of the smaller details mm -hmm. you got some really cool visual treats in the, in that uh, so at this point, Loki's telling them, you know what, time to go back home. Y'all go back. He's kind of resigned himself that he has no purpose, that he won't have friends. It's a really sad moment for, for Loki. Uh, he's just absolutely devastated. And that's when Sylvie shows up and she says, no, it, they're all in danger. You were correct. Everyone is in danger. Uh, and so there's this sense of uh, of panic. There's a sense of purpose. So they think they're they're, they're getting ready to get the tin pad, but the tin pad's gone, and everybody assumes that Casey took it because it can take him to anywhere, and he wants to rob a bank. He's yeah. like, I didn't take it. So obviously it has it has dissolved, and that's when everybody starts to unravel. You see it. You see yeah. Casey unravel. You see Obi unravel. You see B fifteen, and then obviously it waits for Loki. It waits for Sylvie last. Excuse me. Uh, and when she starts to unravel, that's when. Uh, Loki figures it out. Uh, what do you think about the scene? I, man, I thought it was, it was like it was tense, and then also it brought back the the heart of Loki trying to figure out what's going on and to solve it. Yes, and so as everything's unraveling and he figures it out, he goes back to that moment <laughs> where they're talking when Sylvie first shows up and he says, "I did it. I did it. I I, I figured it out. I I controlled the time slipping." And then he starts doing it again. But here's where it gets really, really interesting to me. Because at the very end of this, the very last... Do you know, remember what the last line that he said was? Uh, something about... Um, I wrote it down. Let's see. With science, it's all about what and how. With, no, 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 no. Um, Man, I wrote it down. I can't find it. Well, what he says is, he says, I can rewrite the story. Yes, 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 yes. This is, this, when he says this, when he says that moment, I immediately, like, got really excited because... Yeah. Uh, 2014, there is a series of Loki comics. Uh, I've, I've, I'm familiar with them. I haven't read them, really. But I was familiar with the arc when it was coming up because, obviously, Loki was very much in... Uh, the realm of uh, culture just because Avengers had taken place. Uh, so he's been out there for a while. Um, but uh, it's called agents. It's uh, called agents of Loki, I think, or something like that. I can't remember what, but basically in this Loki takes on a new title. It becomes, he becomes the God of stories. And so when I hear, I can rewrite their stories like, Oh, Oh, that's, they can't, they're, they have to have put that in there for a reason, uh, because he has this incredible arc uh, that is just beloved by a lot of people, where he becomes what's called the god of stories, and he literally can rewrite any story, like the the panels on the page, you like see him popping off the, like the panels, and like actually you see uh -huh. things being reshaped. If they are going down this road, like I kind of think they are, they're giving Loki the power to basically rewrite any part of history, any part of, the, of stories that he wants to, that will meet what he thinks it's the way it should be. Like this opens up like a world of possibilities. Because what I've read yeah. after episode four, there have been people who have been associated with the show. I don't remember who it was. He said uh, people. People have asked, uh, "Is the temporal loom explosion? Is that going to be how significant is it going to be?" And the people have said. 
episode five and six are going to be like incredibly game-changing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if they're going down this road, like literally if Loki wanted to, if they decided, if this is what they're actually doing, if they're going to make him the god of stories in this, he could like rewrite the entire Infinity Saga if he wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so like I said, there's, when I heard that, I was just like, I perked up immediately. And he goes back in time, he goes back to the point where the temporal loom is about to explode. And this is where the episode ends. And I was just like, no, I want more. I need it I know, now. Yeah. Uh, I was just absolutely captivated. Like I said, the entire episode was great. And yeah. knowing just this part of it, and I'll give uh, Joanna Robinson credit because she actually mentioned this on their podcast last week. I didn't think it was even in the realm of possibility just because it's a can of worms to open up. And if they're going to do this, they've got to do it right. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I don't know how they're going to do this in episode five, but I'm really, really intrigued. So it feels like... Loki's not ending anytime soon. It does not feel that way at all. Like I said, yeah, yeah. it really does not. I, they have not announced any plans for the character, and part of that could yeah. just be because they want to keep it under wraps. Right. Uh, but, like I said, it feels like they're getting ready to do something yeah. really, really big. Now, I'll, I will say this. They, we don't know what they're doing. Uh, we talked a little bit in our Patreon episode about uh, the Variety article that came out this week about the state of the MCU. It just completely craps on the MCU uh, from pretty much start to finish. Yeah. Uh, but we get this wonderful episode as that comes out, so it's always this in this interesting dichotomy to say the least, that you, you get this scathing article about how bad a shape the MCU is in, and then we get this wonderful piece of art from it. Uh, but one of the things that one of the guys what somebody says in there who says that they saw both episode five and six, uh, he literally described uh, Marvel as being effed because of their ties to uh, Kang and just what's going to happen as a result of episode five and six. We don't see Kang or He Who Remains at all in episode five, so that leads me yeah. to believe that we're about to see him pretty heavily here in episode six. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means with these powers, yeah. but I am highly fascinated to find out. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it really will be. So, uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, but, like I said, episode six is, like I said, it, Thursday can't get here fast enough. And I've got my first yeah. soccer game, so I'll have to wait and watch it late uh, on Thursday night. Uh, so, who needs sleep, you know? <laughs> well, I'll be prepping for a colonoscopy, so it could always oh, be worse. Oh, gosh. Ew. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But, anyway, so uh, that's kind of where we are here with... Uh, episode five like i said i you know i wasn't really sure if they could really capture the magic of, of the first season and up until like they still have one episode to go but as of right now if i don't i might like this season more than i did uh the first I, season i think he who quad has really taken this season yeah, next level i think you're right i think he has really done something and made this and uh, i feel like they've had more mobius and loki too i oh, think yeah. they took mm. that and, and they knew that worked and and really allowing Owen Wilson to really run wild. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So we'll see what they do next week, and we'll just see exactly what it is. Now, one of the things that I was trying to get to, and I just kind of got off track. Um, one of the things I think that, you know, if they do something that's supposed to be groundbreaking, because when I saw the first season of Loki, the way it ended with He Who Remains, when he dies, I was like, oh, well, we're going to get a whole lot of, like, references to this show in marvel shows or marvel movies in marvel shows there's going to be tons of references i feel like 
they didn't do that. I mean, like, yes, yeah. we, have, we have multiversal stories. You had No Way Home with Spider-Man. You had Multiverse of Madness. Uh, you had Quantum Mania. Yeah, yeah. But, like, No Way Home, for example, there's obviously multiversal stuff in there, but I, there's nothing that even remotely hints back to the first season of Loki. Right, nothing. Yeah. Same thing for Multiverse of Madness. Nothing <clears throat> is hinted towards... Uh, Loki season one. The only reference, obviously, Kang is in Quantumania. You have all the Kangs there, which he is talking about. Uh, he remains talks about. But the only reference even to Loki is that uh, post-credits post scene that is just the scenes taken straight out of this season. Right, right. So, like I said, even if the, if they're going to do something big, which I think they are, I think they're going to do a pretty something pretty huge and pretty spectacular in episode six. I it needs to. If they're going to keep doing this like expanded universe where they're interconnecting everything, it's got to eventually like seep into the rest of the MCU. And like I said, I'll be yeah. interested because they never did that with with season no, one. No, they haven't. So, yeah. like I said, it's just really I'll, I'll be really interested to see how the, if they do get this big huge thing that they're talking about, just how it does actually seep into it. So, all right, uh, I guess that kind of wraps it up. Unless there's something else you want to talk about before we do awards. Uh, let's do some awards. All right, let's do it. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of television show, we'd like to do uh, three weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, our MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this week? I, I think you got to go Tom Hiddleston. He had to do so much in this episode, and he really, really did well. Yeah, for a while, I was going to give it to Kihi Kwan. <laughs> I thought the same thing. For a while, I was like, oh, this is Kihi Kwan's episode. And then the bar scene happens. Then everything else happens there. I was like, oh, no, it's it's, it's, it's Hiddleston. He's absolutely rocking it this episode. Like, I, He's not going to win an Emmy for this role, but he needs to be at least yeah. be nominated. So. Uh, next is the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. What you got? I'm going with the bar to the record store. Yeah, that was those two scenes back to back were just incredible. Yeah, they were. They were absolutely fantastic. They're, I mean, it's hard to go with much of anything else, even though there were a bunch of great scenes in yeah in this week's episode. Uh, the if you come at the king, you best not miss. What's your best line of this week? Man, there were a lot of there great were lines there were a lot of good ones. Uh, so I'm going to go with the one you mentioned is at the end where it said it's not about where, when, or why; it's about who. Mm, yeah. And I can and I can rewrite the story. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, I went. Uh, I, that's kind of the one I went with. There was the other one that really stuck out to me was when they were at the bar and she's talking. They're talking about uh, you know when Sylvie says basically you know they're writing their own stories and she's like you have to let them go and he says yeah. well without them where do I belong that was like just a yeah. it was a crushing moment for, for and, Loki and and she says we're all writing our own stories yeah. go write yours yeah, like, yeah I love he, he earlier it said I want my friends back I don't want to be alone I was like wow yeah like to, so hear, just, to hear Loki say that oh yeah it's just absolutely fantastic from Tom Hiddleston just to bring this character yeah. uh, all this way so all right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a succession. Uh, beneath the succession is a lost. Middle of the road for us is a friends. 
Beneath the Friends is a full house. Bottom of the Barrel for us is a Baywatch. We both were at Succession. I'm assuming we're both sticking there this week. Oh, yeah, man. There's Yeah, this is, like you said, the best episode of the season of the series. Maybe the best episode of Marvel. Yeah, it, it, it's really in that discussion, in my opinion. It really is. Uh, I, I've just, ever since last night, any spare moment I had, I could, like, just look up stuff to read about it. I, I, was, I just had to have as yeah. much uh, content about it as I possibly could. So, uh, we're both sticking at Succession. Uh, we this is the third thing recorded even though one thing is not going to come our uh, review of Invincible Episode 2 won't come until a week from today uh, but real quick uh, things you're looking forward to if you have any additional things you're looking for or additional things that you want to recommend what are some things that you would like to put there so I'm going to recommend Thursday night is a great night because this last Thursday we had the Gen V finale dropped yeah. at 7 the first episode of Vincible drops at 7, and then Loki drops at 8. So if you're looking for something, Thursday night is a, uh, that's not sports, that's something different. Yeah. Invincible is a fantastic show. Oh, yeah. And it drops at 7 o'clock on Thursday night, and then you have Loki at 8. So that that's something I would recommend. Thursday night's <laughs> a fun night for TV. The other thing, uh, I watch... Uh, the Machine, the comedy movie on Netflix starring the comedian Burt Kreischer. Mark Hamill is also in it. It's a it's a dumb comedy. It's on Netflix. Uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, that's all I can say. Okay, cool. The Machine, if you like Burt Kreischer, if you like Mark Hamill, that's worth watching. And then The Morning Show on Apple. It's a show I hate watch because sometimes <laughs> it's absolutely terrible and sometimes it's good. They finally had an incredible episode. Oh, did they? It took them three years and a half. <laughs> They've had some horrible episodes this, this season. We had an episode about the insurrection. We had an episode about COVID. We had an episode about Roe versus Wade, but this was something different. Uh, John Hamm is playing an Elon Musk character this season. But okay. This episode w- was really incredible, and I'm hoping this leads to something more. Okay. Because when this show is good, it's good. When it's bad, it is horrible. It's like a bad CBS <laughs> drama. Uh, all right, so uh, I, I don't have anything I'm recommending. I do have some things, I'm, some additional things I'm looking forward to. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to in a couple of weeks, uh, the next season, uh, Fargo comes out on uh, oh, yeah. November 21st. Our plan is to cover it. Uh, we got a few other things in the works. I told Ryan there was something else I knew I was looking forward to, but I couldn't remember it, and I was hoping I would find it. I did find it. Uh, on Apple TV Plus on Friday, December 1st, Slow Horses Season 3 is coming out. Oh. Sweet. So uh, we both love slow horses. We thought it was yeah. great. Uh, we will. I like. And we got a. There was a while where we were really struggling for content. Now we, we kind of we're kind of going back to like okay right. we've got to figure stuff out. So uh, like I said, that one may end up being a uh, cover at the end of the season type thing. But um, we'll see. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen the first two seasons of Slow Horses, you should check it out. They're both yeah. six episodes each. You can get through them relatively quickly. It's a fantastic watch. Uh, you it's exciting it's funny it's it's just a lot of things yeah. so gary oldman is phenomenal yes he in is that show. yes he is he's absolutely phenomenal so and he farts a lot he farts a lot so. uh, all right anything else you want to share before we sign off for this week yeah appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i will echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your uh, entertainment dreams come true